Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 46, The Best Gaming Antagonists. With me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Dutch Vandalin, to my broken banjo string. <laughs> How's it going? That's very good. I like that one. Uh, I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good. Excellent. Now, I'm excited this week. We've got, some, we've got some good news coming up. I poured some Pro Plus on your Alphabeti spaghetti. You did. So you're fired up. The eggs are on slow boil. Um, pump for the show. Turn them down a little bit more, because you don't want them to peak until we've peaked. Listen, the wave of new listeners, for some reason we've picked up another wave. Um, we'll give them a rundown of how the show works out. Top of the show, Tom, bit of news. What's in the news this week? We've got some PS4 exclusive game news. Ooh. So, guesses for what that is. Okay. And then the feature this week, best game in antagonists. Yeah. A little so bit of a, co- a bit of a companion piece for our um, episode we did a, f- well, a few shows back, which was best game in protagonists. I like it. Yeah. Light versus dark. Absolutely. Ying versus, versus Yang. And then after Cheech that- versus Chong. Oh, God. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, we roll into the reason most people turn up. It's the listeners' pickups that we call listeners' stingray. Triple double readouts, all a go go this week. And then the big man himself appears with his young son, Wayne Ray. They reverse up to the bunker doors, the nuclear bunker that we live in. And we have a look at the best gaming picks for this week. Then I finish the show by asking you what you're hoping to play. And just odders grip that wheel for a little bit longer, son. Just a little bit longer. Because, Tom, turn on the hoover, grab some pledge, and Duster's mumsy wants some housekeeping done. She does. Time to announce a winner. And this month's the prize for the best comment is the immortal Mr. Mystery. Congratulations. That's for your GameCube golf glove comment, which tickled Tom so much. He's been rolling around on the floor with laughter ever since. I think I like that because that's definitely something me and you would have done back in the day. Definitely is. But we'd have only had one glove and we'd have to have passed it with the controller. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for contributing. And don't forget, it doesn't have to be an official controller base, but there's... Many, many Batmans. There's only so many Batmans that we can take. Uh, but He's I the probably, greatest, though, isn't he? I implore you to pick up a superhero piece of artwork or something along those lines. Time to browse Comic Pictures 79 in Insta or Comic Pictures No Space on Etsy. Pick your prize, Mr. Mystery. Well done. Congratulations. So the board is wiped clean. Mr. Yep. Mystery is the current unofficial controller podcast reigning champion. He is. As is. What we would just really like you to do um, if you could, Mr. Mystery, when you choose your print or T-shirt or, or whatever he chooses. Whatever tickles his fancy. We'd love you to... We know you've got an Instagram account, obviously, because that's how you commented. Please, just a little post in your story or on your feed uh, just with what you pick and just let other people know that they can win prizes too on the show. Hmm. That'd be great. Very Thank good. you very much. Now, Odders. I think that's all the housekeeping done, Tom. It is, so yeah. Put the hoover away. Hoover's away. Put the duster and pledge away. Odders, relax that grip on the wheel just a little bit. Now hold it again because, Tom. What you've been playing? This week, been playing some Mad Max. I reached out to our loyal followers. Yes. Our listeners. No mention of me. Well, yeah, I was getting to you. I was getting to you. You okay. recommended this as well, uh, as did a few others um, 
from the Unglorious Bar Stewards VIP chat. Yeah. And what a great game. Brilliant intro. Very much like uh, chucks you into that Mad Max world of the chase and sort of surviving on the road. Um, the the gameplay is very good. The the driving mechanics, the the fighting is very much like Arkham and Spider Man, sort of quite punchy combo reversal. The the gun is a bit strange. It feels like it's more there for like a last chance survival shot because you only get a few shells. I when don't you know chain whether... the combo together, you can press shoot and it does like a good. It says gut shot up on the screen. Oh wow! Poof, real nice. Close. What it included in like the melee combat? Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to that, give that a try. Um, I don't know how about I feel about the the character Chum Bucket being on the back of the car. It ta- I, I, I want the car to just be the car like it is in the films. Um, obviously, you get the different shot. You get you're great to like Chum Bucket. I d- he's quite likable. I just think it'd have been better back at the garage all the time. He's quite animate. If you look at the back of the car when you swing yeah. around, he sort of swings around in the back of the car. Oh well. yeah, no, it, it's always at the white edge of gaming, Tom. We're talking about a game <laughs> I know. three years ago, um, which is a record for you. So you're a retro gamer <laughs> <laughs> of of probably two two years ago. Yes. That's old enough for me. If it's older than last weekend, you don't want to know about it. So I'm no. I'm very proud. You. You're probably looking now open-handed for the £7.50 back from me, as promised. I'm s- I'll add it For the to audio me. podcast, I'm rubbing my fingers together, pointing at him, asking for the more money. Um, really good. I'm, I am happy I picked that up. I'm going to play some more tonight, hopefully, after finish uh, recording um, mm-hmm. and sort of progress. I'm probably about an hour and a half, two hours in. Uh, it's quite fun just driving around and... Um, getting the upgrades like always wanting to improve the vehicle uh, what chassis did you pick for the car the one that looked most like the, the one from the film yeah. oh me and you are the same <laughs> shuffle we? face yeah mm-hmm. um, also because I was weighing up what to get with the pennies I'd accumulated I was like well I can't afford the many that. thousands that yeah, you've yeah, scandalously yeah, yeah, lifted yeah. out of this show's budget <laughs> and Lord Ponselbury's pockets I know he's a generous man he's a very generous to me. man to um, you, yes. Yeah, I think I managed to pick up Star Wars Battlefront 2 as well. Yeah, that was have good. Have you had cheap. another pay rise? I have. Yeah. Is there less food in the cupboard for me there now? Is. Yeah, yeah. Slim pickings again. That's the backlog of shame. We live in separate parts of the bunker. Yeah. And I tell you what, what a great online game that is. Supremacy mode. Have you, you not you played top- the story? No, I'm not. I didn't really buy it for the story. But you'd be all over that. No, I just want to be like playing as all the hero characters and everything but the actual stormtroopers or the rebel soldiers are actually really fun so that you've got different classes so you have heavy uh specialists which is like sniper assault the usual for for sort of online shooters third person works better on this rather than first person i must admit mm. and the, the um you know the planet where uh, Order 66 is issued and it's like got like those weird mushroom plants and it's all quite um, illuminous. Yeah. The first time, of, the first match I played online was on that planet um, and we were playing as the, the, the clones. Um, and yeah, it's just really good fun. It feels like you're in a proper big battle, like the proper clone wars. So yeah. Did you have the first battle from? I did, yeah. The, the, um, the new one. 
and obviously I had the old ones on the PlayStation. Yeah, I'm two. talking about the these new rebooted. Yeah, stars. I had the first one. It it was good. It just felt very bare bones. There's a lot more here. I think for the money I paid for it as well, which was about fourteen pounds in the sale, mm. really worth getting. Um, even if you just want to, it's a nice, really easy, accessible shooter as well. I didn't do amazing. I didn't do bad. I just felt like it was actually part of. One of my complaints when I picked up the first one was that yeah. I was just in a death, life, death, life, death route, uh, you know, routine, and it was, it was disappointing for that reason. You felt like you're constantly chunking to the front line to get killed to come all the way back again. Mm, true. I think now the the way they've done how you unlock, so as you earn more points, you're basically earning money, um, in the match. And then you can choose to use more like a specialist unit. Like, you know, the Republic Commandos. Mm -hmm. You can play as one of them or you can play as a jetpack trooper. And then the next step up from that is like a hero character or or a vehicle on certain maps. I think that's a really good way of doing it because everyone gets to have a go at doing that no matter if you're doing terrible or good. And Does that mean there can be like three Lukes on the level? No, because this is a slightly annoying thing. You have to probably wait just to click at the right time to if you the the specialist units you can have loads of them mm. but the hero characters there is only one at a time which is better because it makes it a little bit more realistic you haven't got like like you say two luke's just running around like crazy um and loads of like vaders there as well so i think that works really well um it's just you gotta get lucky if you get one of the hero characters you can have all the money for it but you just have to be there at the right time to click and spawn as one of those. What else have you been playing in this bountiful week of a, of a menagerie of games for you? It, it's mainly been those two because I picked them up. Oh, tell you what I did play last weekend is uh, Neo 2. The, tra- uh, the demo. Yeah, the trial weekend. Really enjoyed that. It's great. Have you played the first one? Um, I tried it. I didn't get on with it. Ooh, but it's I played the game. Yeah, it is. Um, I think I got it when I got my PS4 originally I got it in the sale very cheap and I just never really gelled with me um, but this sequel feels so much better the fact that you have these um, demon spirits and you can turn into like a bit of a it's it's a bit like um, Brave like Star <laughs> Brave Visionaries Star. <laughs> it's a it's a samurai game of sorts but it's also very like high in Japanese fantasy or, or Japanese, I don't know what you call it. Um, mythology, that's the word I was looking for. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. It almost made me think, do I get that instead of Doom Eternal? But I don't know. Doom's looking real good. Yeah. And you played the Final Fantasy VII demo? I did, yeah. I haven't. Put, I haven't. I haven't. Now, I'm a very naughty boy. This, I really enjoyed the combat. I thought it played quite well. I'm just concerned whether the... read a few things about is this story going to work in this modern day? Hmm. The, the, the interviews I've read with the developers is they've said like they really want to make it um, a great experience for people who are new to it, so those who haven't played it before, so that's someone like me. Yeah, I just hope it is worth... It, as far as playability goes, it's great fun. Uh, the the combat, even though it's almost it's almost part turn based, but you are punching the buttons to do the attacks and it's a bit so like forth. Like No Kuni One. Um, I haven't played that one, so I can't comment. Um, 
It's it's, I think it's I think it's probably slightly more actiony in this demo from what I've seen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very much like Final Fantasy 15. So if you've played that, you'll know what to expect. Uh, the characters are quite sort of likable, but obviously they're that ingrained in video game culture, like Cloud Strife. I know who he is. Never played the game, but I, I know who he was if I saw a picture. Yeah, he's that sort of iconic character. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed that. I recommend giving it a whirl if you're thinking of getting the full game, just mm. to make sure it's your cup of tea. But, yeah, for me, that's about it. Better ask you what you've been playing. The. Uh, Do I need to pull up a chair? No. No, you don't. I never mentioned that I finished in, um, Resistance Faller Man. Nice. Uh, I meant to say that last week, but yeah. I just thought I'd give them a little it's update. Not, not a particularly long game anyway, is it? I don't think I've mentioned this. It wasn't overly long, and you know, it didn't outstay its welcome. And it was it was not a tough game right until the last couple of levels and when yeah. it really ramped it up. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were story reasons for that. You're closer to the the hive mind or the queen minds. Um, and do you know what? It was fun. I need to pull two down, but I've been, I've been that engrossed with Mad Max. Yeah. As you say, Play the game, lift the game. <laughs> I got uh, all the movies out. I got them all in the order. movies out, and I. Um, Which is your favourite, Estage? I was thinking this the other day when I was watching them. Like growing up, it was two. Like one was okay, but it didn't have any of the stuff in that I liked the law. Um, but Mad Max Two's got the law in it, where it's more yeah. as a drifter and he's right on the edge and. Well, Everyone's wearing the weird outlandish yeah. clothes. Like and one is very much just—it's closer to like a normal world, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I do—I like one, but I think in retrospect, it's hard to say now because they've—I've seen two so many times. I've kind of worn the wheels off of it. Yeah, good point. Um, but three's again even heavier in the law of the Mad Max universe, yeah. and it's probably a little too heavy I do like the whole thing with the kids um, yeah not Fagan Ray style but obviously <laughs> you know to see what these almost lost boys have brought themselves up yeah. on this mythos mm -hmm. of what was before uh, and then I watched Fury Road again it's got a lot of Mad Max lore in there like a lot of the things that go on in it and the, the bit the bit you know the best bit in that mediocre Mediocre, of course, as well as that. But, um, <laughs> Review for the they're show. Being, they're being stars. chased like in the tanker, and they've got the girls in the back, and Max and Furiosa are in the cab together, and then those motorbike dudes come along, and they're just like holding it off, and it's panning round the lorry, and the way they're fighting them off together using the different various guns they've got. Yeah, and then they firebomb the lorry, and then she's just like, because she knows that truck like it's her own, and. I think she's a great character. I mean, we talk about like the feminist characters being rammed down our throats nowadays, but she's just a really good character. She's Man or woman, she's a really good character. Yeah. Uh, and she slams down that um, the hydraulic lever and it puts the uh, bulldozer blade down. It puts the engine out. It's just like the uh, the V8 engine or whatever it is. Oh, opens yeah, up. The, the, the truck intercooler. catches on fire, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, the intercooler opens up. It's like... Okay. Well, I watched enough that. for that. Anyway, that's this just me getting excited. Podcast. It's not. I know. Calm down, Barry Norman. I know. Um, so anyway, back to I've been playing Mad Max. Obviously, living yes. the, play the game with the game. 
and I'm quite far on and I've decided to do all as many side missions as I can to get my character OP'd up mm-hmm. and I got a little bit bored of that so I totally I totally de-threaded one whole area yeah I was giving myself a big slap on the back and thought I'd get back to the main story and I don't know whether I've been too long in the side missions which aren't that deep where I've kind of like almost I've done over 20 hours on the game what and you're, you're well ahead you're well ahead of well, this is what I'm saying. I don't know as necessarily as I am, but I'm obviously quite far into the game. Yeah. But it's almost at this point where I've done all these side missions, it's starting to become a little bit of a chore. Yeah, I think for me, I'm just going to probably stick main story. I and think you might struggle if you do that. You're going to have to do to add some, the upgrades. You, to, get you, to get max upgraded. Yeah. I think the car is by the by, but to get max upgraded to the level you need him to be at you've got to grind through some of these side missions and I did I still like the game but the other night I put it on it was like mm, mm. I think it's game of its time in the fact of that go here do this side quest to upgrade this a little bit I mean it's I very what, Ubisoft in that regard yeah that's what I mean I, I'd love to see next gen for that gameplay loop to be broken a bit and to bring in something different but I don't even know how you could do that I'm hoping this weekend I can get back to it, really smash that main storyline. Yeah. It's not an overly long game, I don't think. No, that's what I mean. I'm quite surprised. I've, that you... I've dragged it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, there was a point where I was, maybe sort of two or three days ago, I was right in the happy place. I was like, yes. Yeah. And then, you know, I've done a few missions recently. I was like, oh, God, I should have done this sooner. Yeah. He's, he's ground on. Mm. Uh, but other than that I haven't played any other games oh. well, as you can see as you can tell I've dedicated quite a lot of time uh, <laughs> to, to Mad this. Max yeah yeah. I think that's us done yeah it's time they're listening for the soundbite Tom it's time for the news to scour the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories first up Stealth Samurai PlayStation 4 exclusive Ghost of Tsushima now has a confirmed release date the confirmation comes ninja like from nowhere Ghost of Tsushima will slice its way onto PS4 on the 26th of June 2020. This game is looking incredible. We're excited and the game also bagged itself a new story trailer, so please go check that out on whatever video platform you can. The trailer is also available in Japanese if you want to go full immersion mm. uh, from Sony Japan. Uh, it's on YouTube. I've, I've, I've played I've, that I've, game. I think you've got the option to play it full Japanese with subtitles. Yeah. I, part of me thinks the subtitles take you out of Oh, yeah, I'm bit. fluent Japanese now, mate. Oh, yeah. Yoshikuzi, awesome. Yeah. Okay, oh, right. Yeah. Squeezed it in for another show. Right, we'll Didn't have to do a few it. lessons and then I can maybe take part in that as well. <laughs> I am so excited for that game. Yeah, I think we talked about it off air before <coughs> the show started. We did, yeah. I, I'm i excited for it. It looks great. It looks very much in my wheelhouse. My yeah. only trepidation is I think it will review well. I think it looks incredible. Yeah. But I wonder if the fan goodwill can stretch to another third-person exclusive action game. Mm. Yeah. It looked a very horizon in the graphical fidelity of the world. I, it looks like there's going to be a lot of going from A to B. I, I don't... I want to like it, but yeah. I'm a little bit nervous that they might have stomped the mud hole dry. I don't think there's ever been a proper samurai game to this realism level sorry just bash the mic there um, to this level you've obviously had Sekiro Neo um, 
Trying to think of a few others. You've Tenchu. obviously never played Way of the Samurai on PlayStation, have you? No. But the, to this calibre as well, it looks like a proper old-fashioned samurai film. It's um, based on real history. Ish. It, well, yeah, there thereabouts. It doesn't look like there's any gonna, not going to be any supernatural elements other than the fact that he probably switches a bit more to like ninjutsu and the, the uh, more stealthy ways of uh, dealing with enemies. Mm. Um, I like the idea of the fact that in the story, this is not spoilers, it's in the story trailer, his father's speaking to him about oh, that's not the samurai way to be sort of stabbing people in the back and coming out of the dark and yeah. you should confront your enemies head on but he's sort of like well that's not how we can fight this enemy they're too dangerous etc mm. I think there's going to be some great story elements to that and really looking forward to playing that in June a, a lot sooner than I thought we'd be I thought that'd be end of summer so that's a welcome surprise PS is killing it really we've got Neo 2 uh, Final Fantasy Remake Last of Us 2 and then Ghosts so strong months ahead the PS4 time to maybe invest Although, in the Sony console Ori and the Will of the Wisp really wishing I still had the Xbox for that one looking mm. great I don't know I find some of these platform games to be this is probably one of the best platformers out there though if I'm going off the first one and the new one looks incredible get some like the cash off Ponsonbury's side chest okay. go get yourself an Xbox before next episode Discless one, make it happen. <laughs> okay, next bit of news. The best skins comes to those who wait. Tank skins. This feature was promised to the Battlefield community some 457 days ago. Developer DICE is taking all in its stride as Battlefield's community manager posted a picture of precisely how long the feature took to be released. 457 days, 6 hours, 33 minutes and 29 seconds. It's all part of Battlefield 5's big new 6.2 update, which has now arrived, so go check the patch notes. But it includes a number of updates and improvements for the weapon balance as well as the aforementioned tank skins. That's uh, good of them, Tom, to uh, get the note of the grindstone and finally give them the, the skins that they were promised over a year and a bit ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a delay on that one, isn't it? Is anyone still playing that? <sighs> I don't know. It's bizarre sometimes how online games they do keep a following for such a long time. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there still playing some of the older COD um, titles. Uh, Call of Duty 3? Yeah. I think someone's still playing that uh, online. Is it still supported online? I don't know. I think some of the servers get shut down, don't they? Um, sadly, Battle for Middle Earth 2 servers got shut down. Rest in peace. Rest in pieces. That janky yeah. mess. Um, next bit of news, Tom? Yeah, I'll take this one. Or do you want to take this one? Seeing as it's... No, you oh, take no. It. You take it. I see. If you haven't found Land D by now, you better hurry. Games come and go. That's the nature of Xbox Games Pass. The games you have access to on there are not yours forever. And the popular games on demand service will witness three high-profile departures in the next two weeks. These are Deus Ex Mankind, Divided, and Shemi 1 and 2 will be leaving Game Pass on Xbox One. This news comes via a recent update on the Microsoft Store. And since these are fairly big games, you'll need to set some time aside if you want to dig into them. A little bit of a heads up to any... Uh Xbox gamers out there who haven't delved deep into those titles and I suppose three men exit three men enter as they say yeah keeping it on theme <laughs> for Mad Max oh yeah 
That's you've got some word. bonus news or something? We've got a little bit of bonus news. Bonus news. What is it? It better be worth it. Well, I just thought I'd let... Because uh, we, we do tend to cover the consoles a bit more than PC. So any PC listeners tuning in, if you don't already know, Death Stranding is coming to the PC. Surely they knew this. I don't know. I don't know where they did. Um, apparently it's going to have some uh, sort of obviously different few little different features uh, I'd be very curious to see how good it looks as well on a very high end PC, I think that'll look pretty awesome because mm. it's a very visually impressive game anyway but yeah, um, just to let you you fans know or PC gamers know that it's going to be out uh, this summer I believe it's uh, June 2nd wow, okay yeah. so keep your eyes out for that one a little uh, exclusive makes its way onto PC. How do you feel about that? Oh yeah, that's something we should probably quickly discuss with those. Is because um, Horizons has Horizon Zero Dawn's rumored to be coming to PC as well. Isn't it's it? been leaked, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the developers are going to. I think we've talked about this with some of the listeners. Is the fact that the developer will want it to be on as many platforms as they can because mm. it will sell more, and then that creates more revenue, and they can make sequels and be successful do you think PC gamers are going to be into a game like that yeah I think uh, I think there's quite a few people Nick Tiles will park truck simulator 4000 <laughs> for an He'll afternoon love that loading up the parcels and dispatching them postman simulator hmm. maybe Lorry a bigger market simulator. out there for it than I yeah. thought is that is that it Tom did we miss anything do you have a, an opinion or take on the news we missed listeners if so Tom how do the collected masses interact with us and tell us that we missed the stealth drop. Oh, rewind. <laughs> I meant to say, Avalanche Studios, if you're listening, okay, what I want, what I really, really want, Ziggah Ziggah, <laughs> is <laughs> I want you to take the premise of Mad Max and I want you to make me a Waterworld game. Oh, my God. That is, Waterworld's a good film, Tom. You ever seen that skit of The Simpsons where uh, Bart and Millhouse go into the arcade and they put coins in to play Waterworld? And obviously it's a bit of an in-joke about how much Waterworld took to cost to make. And yeah. They like they walk like two steps with Kevin Costner's character and it's like, insert more coins. This is, this is what the people that don't know, you see. It's shame. Shame. It's not a bad film. I want, but it's I want that open-world water... Yeah. Little areas where obviously cities are underneath where you can dive down as him and get get loot. Yeah. Okay. AKA I like the idea. Mementos and soil, because that's the currency in Waterworld. It is. And then yeah. you can come up, go to different atolls, bond with the atolls, your catamaran gets taken from you at the start, so then you have to get build this new thing with like Chum Bucket or whatever he's gonna be called. <laughs> PG podcast, we can't say what Tom <laughs> called him off air. <laughs> But you can guess, all the listeners. And I think that would be an amazing game. Yeah. It's a good setting for a video game. So anyway, definitely. I digress. Is that off, that phone of yours? It's Very naughty yeah, yeah, of yeah. you. Anyway, so how would the listeners interact and let me know that we could pop down Tesco's this afternoon and buy ourselves Waterworld the game? <laughs> Uh, well, please let us know. Direct messages on Instagram, as a lot of you do, or comment on the posts uh, mm -hmm. for that week. Uh, 
also on Twitter, direct message, and also on email. Uh, you can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Now, before we get into the feature... Oh, Tom. Well, I've just had the village newsletter through the post box of the bunker. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Yeah, well, the it? village link. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Of course Did I should know I live in, well, in this yeah. village. Yeah, yeah. But you never read it. You just tend to use it to light the fire. Well, that's all there for, a lot isn't of work. it? Well, yeah, a lot of work goes into these, you know. Maureen the Methodist. Yeah, she gets on it. Yeah, she. Well, she writes it. Did so you Freddie, know that? I know she? she got us through our divorce when we had that spat and on the backlog of shame. Yeah, she was the one who put us through some counselling to get us back together in the same room to actually keep making the show for those loyal listeners and new listeners alike. She want to ravel through the back catalogue. She writes the village link. That's good of her. Yeah, she's a good person. She is. She doesn't drink booze. But she writes a good bit of news. (laughs) (laughs) For any of the new listeners, our podcast is in the fiction is from the fictional village of Farmerton. <laughs> Don't break the fourth wall, George. Don't break the fourth wall. Well, we need to be honest. We live in Farmerton. We live in Farmerton, and we live in the bunker, and that's where we record the podcast from. And every so often, we just let people know what's going in in Farmerton. We village live in an abandoned nuclear bunker with our mum. We do, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the sort of the money maker. You, the work worker. You're the money maker, I'm the rattle shaker. That's it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Okay. So we just got the Village Gazette magazine through and just a bit of news from Farmerton. What's what have you got there? I'm well, sadly, the Village has been in full lockdown this week, but Sting and Wayne Ray, they've been pitching uh, pitching coronavirus protection. They've just got read what's on the newsletter. <laughs> They've got World War Two gas masks, yeah. hand sanitizer, and oh. some very poorly put together hazmat suits, which basically look like um, Ponsilbury's estate farm manager's uh, crop spraying suit sprayed yellow. So uh, well, probably best avoid those, as they're not really going to protect you very well. What with well. Herr Crowther not protecting the estate <laughs> after the Christmas special where he got mercilessly killed <coughs> off. Did he die? No, he didn't. He's still alive. Oh, of course. He's he still pushes. alive. Well, he's that busy pushing the... Um, Paralyzed, Lord Ponsonbury round in his chair. He's not able to patrol the farm anymore. So does that mean that Wayne and Sting probably went and pilfered them? I think so. I'll tell you yeah, who yeah. they would have hired. You know who they hired to do that, don't you? <coughs> who did they hire, Tom, to do that? <laughs> Who's the village Naderwell that will take something even if it's nailed down? Fagan Ray. Fagan Ray. Very good. Yes. They must Fair. have got him on it. PCSO Ross Kemp has also uh, told villagers that the inglorious bar stewards are heading back to uh, the nearby airfield to prep planes for potential evac in case uh, the virus should get as close as Market Town. Uh, Highway Patrolman Bobby said as well, if you come into contact with the virus, that you should stop, drop and pray. (laughs) Reverend Reeves should be on hand for help with those correct prayer techniques. Level 13 of the bunker, though, will only be used as a field hospital for paying casualties. We don't let them in for free. So uh, please contact me for bank transfers or cash at the door. Always trying to make money out of people's I- I- like bad luck and everything, aren't yeah. you? There's a bit of sports news from the village. The Unglorious Bar Stewards football team mm-hmm. played Barcelona Reserves. Wow. 
Uh, They're high up in the league, aren't they? <laughs> they are, yeah. It ended twenty-three-two to the Bar Stewards. Unbelievable! Wow. Hat trick, hat trick, hat trick scored by Dubai Jim. Uh, well goal done, mach- Dubai Jim. Yeah, goal machine. Uh, one last. By the thing. way, in some extra news, in the other episode, I said, "Oh, Dubai Jim didn't he own a video shop?" He got in touch. Yes, he did. I know everything no about the loyal talents. fans. You just arrive in a limo, get out with your smoking jacket on, sit down, take the money and walk of off, course. while claiming that all the bar stewards are just horrible, all the listeners are, they're just there to pay my wages, that's all right. <laughs> and I'm like trying to keep in contact with them all, make them feel loved, and you just abuse their goodwill. I do. What's the last bit of these Farmerton, this Farmerton uh, news? Just a... Just closing out, one last thing. The fundraising car boot held on Sunday for the Christmas Market uh, Place Disaster Relief Fund was a great success. That was a tragedy. If you didn't want to know yeah. what went on there, you probably need to go listen to the Christmas special. Enough of that nonsense anyway. we better move on. Hang on, though. I've got a beg. Have you? we better do some begging, then. A little bit of a fact here, right? Okay. okay. Pop quiz, hot shot. There you go, for the film bus. Which, like when you go to, this is something I learned today. You all right? You want me to turn the heating on? Well, no, because... So it, walk over your grave? Um, yeah, I think so. Fagan Ray. Yeah. Or was in it Reverend future. Reeves? Reverend Reeves, yeah, in the future. More law, get your pen out, Adam the artist. He, he Reverend Reeves is like a thousand, though, a thousand years old. How is he going to outlive me in the future? Maybe another Christmas plane crash. Exactly. I get another host on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, sorry, carry on. Which, in when you go to like, a, uh, like B&Q or something, and you get, a, you get a tool, like a drill or whatever, Yes. and you could take out an extended warranty on the drill. Okay. Listeners are like, where's this going? Okay. Bear with us. So, which do you think sells the most warranties? The self- checkout till or the people manned till the people ones obviously no because the people manned till forget to ask sometimes but the machine asks <laughs> every time it sells 37% more warranties than the actual manned uh, tills now you're going to think where on where is earth? this I'm wondering where this is where going. are you going with this well let me tell you we probably don't ask enough so I'm asking the listeners, new and old, loyal and fresh, to make sure, I'm asking them right now, to make sure they do everything they can to tell everyone they know about this show. We often joke about it, Tom, but it's serious now. How much does this podcast cost the listeners? Absolutely nothing. And I think that's a great price. It's a great price. And this show will always be free of charge. But you still pay me, though. You will always get paid. Excellent. You will always get paid. But the one thing we're going to ask you to do is you know someone who plays video games that doesn't listen to this show. Tell them. That's all we ask. That's not even that much to ask. So spread the word of the show. Do what you can to get people listening to the Unofficial Controller podcast. It's a heartfelt plea. That's it. I wipe my nose, put my tissue away. No Fagan Ray this week. Just a little bit of a heartfelt plea. I went there with a bit of a random story. 
everyone was wondering where it was going to go. But do you I know was what? on board. I was listening. You came for the journey. So I can ditch the village link because you've already read it out to me with your thespian method acting voice. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, <laughs> and we move on to the feature, the best gaming antagonists feature because we like to make a mouthful of that. So here we are, the sequel to the episode, the best gaming protagonists, the bad guys get a turn. You know they're normally here for our by then OP protagonist to wail on with his huge fists and be suitably fo- <laughs> be a suitable foil to all our heroic goodness. Forgettable no ones who fall into the category of, oh yeah, that end of game boss dude thingy. Well, sometimes they're so beautiful in the execution that they stand out as being something real special, and not mus- not just mustache twirlers, guys with more depth and believability than the hero we play as. To the point we often bizarrely end up rooting for them and want the bad guys to win. It's true. Very true. Tom, we've got a listener comment first. Well, um, we always want the listeners yeah. to... We always put a post up on the old Instagram, don't we? And yeah, we so... Because this is not our show, it's their show, and we ask the listeners to contribute so we can incorporate, we can weave... My that. show as well. It's your show. Yeah. No one else. Contractually, it's your show. Contractually, your name is above mine on the posters... All artwork. Always. You're hailed as the senior billing. Uh, my name is always lower than yours. Smaller case as well. S- smaller case. Different font. Yours is a bolder, more masculine font. Normally emblazoned in bold. Front and centre. <laughs> Probably <laughs> three or four times. Uh, the new listeners are like, okay, we get it. Tom's the main dude here. You once actually... Worked on a game, Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. I you did, designed yeah. Lao Kang's face mask texture. I did. For those who want to find out your real last name, you need to go and play that game to the end. Don't go in the options and just press credits. That's cheating. you got to walk through that really boring section, <laughs> play that whole boring bit, finish the game in every element, and then you can see his name, and they can stalk you. The main man of the show. I am. Is that enough props? That'll do. That'll by, do I'm a little concerned that by doing all these props, I've maybe got more words in the show because contractually you're meant to have more speaking time than me. Yeah. I'll take the first listener comment and I think we'll be okay. I did ramble on there. I'm a little bit... I'm still talking. That's okay. Ramble. Okay. The lawyer's just a phone call away. <laughs> Who is the lawyer in the village? Lionel. Just checking, pop quiz. I know, I know my law. I know my village law. The Barbaru Games. He's uh, first up for the comment this week. I've always had a soft spot for for um, Prosector Godok from Ace Attorney. I hope I got that right. Prosecutor. Oh mate, I haven't got that one wrong. Prosector. Pro. <laughs> That's as bad as Senko. Who could this? <laughs> Let's get a new character. He's Prosector, <laughs> a ghost-like figure, almost like. He's, he's a bit of a prospector as well. Like no, prospect, no, no. no. I, I okay. think he's like in the village. Optimus there's Prime. a ghost story about okay. the place. There was an old lawman, you know, like Ghost Rider. He's made entirely of. You flame. told me at the start of the show not too much law. This is law heavy. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? Okay. New listeners, get on board or not on board. I don't really mind right now. Okay. Prosecutor. What did you call him? Goddard. Godot. No, the first, Godot. the first one that you got wrong. Prosector. Prosector. The Prosector. Prosector. 
He drives a re- he rides a flaming <laughs> horse, and sometimes Herr Crowther, when he's doing a night watch, looking for pheasants and poachers. Yeah, normally Fagin or Sting. <laughs> he- <laughs> They've got to feed the family. He sees the Prosector riding his horse, the lawman of the middle of the medieval times. Okay, of the village. Yeah. Well, Prosecutor Godot from Ace Attorney, Trial and Tribulation. <laughs> uh, he's technically more of an anti-hero than a straight-up antagonist uh, throughout the game. He's trying to figure out why this guy absolutely had it out for you, though, uh, out of the story, even though he seemingly came out of nowhere in the grand scheme of things. Leading up to the eventual reveal at the end honestly really made me feel pretty sympathetic for that character. Mm. Ace Attorney, you've been a big yeah. Ninja fan. I thought you'd be all over that like a rash. No, I've never never played them. Um, interesting though, I think sometimes the villains can end up. You do end up feeling sorry for them or, or seeing their perspective on things. Ace Attorney, it's a a law thing, you know. Yeah. L A W, not L O R. Speaking of men of the law, yeah, it's our first pick oh. for antagonist. Edgar Ross from the Red Dead Redemption series. This man first came to our screens in 2010's Red Dead Redemption and features in the prequel Red Dead Redemption 2. Edgar Ross is a member of the Pinkerton Detective Agency, later goes on to be director of the early version of the FBI and the Bureau of Investigation, the BOI. He believes himself above the law, (laughs) he enforces and represents everything wrong with a corrupt lawman determined to destroy the ways of the Old West and bring the outlaws to justice. Uh, some would argue really he's just doing his job and it's not until the tragic end of Red Dead Redemption when Ross along with many other agents come to finally destroy John Marston a character we've just spent 40 to 50 hours with uh, is brutally gunned down at his home well for a nine year old gay Uh, the worst thing before this happens though John Marston is offered freedom and his family back uh, who are being held captive by Edgar Ross the stipulation he has to round up the remains of his old gang. Having done this, it's not quite enough for Edgar Ross, who sadly wants Marston gone for good. Um, I think that's a brutal, like, thing to do. He, he goes through all those things that you play. Obviously, you're playing as John Marston. You mm-hmm. do all those things for him. It's almost like, nah, I want you gone and out of the way. And that way of life in the West is completely eradicated. Um... Edgar Ross, he, he goes on to retire um, and sort of we kind of think, oh, well, that's the end. And then it pans out from John's grave and you are playing as Jack Marston, his son. So you mosey on down the river and put a few rounds into old Edgar Ross. And uh, I feel that's a fitting end for him. It's because in Red Dead, you will always answer for your crimes. And you can never outrun the past. So many of the characters. Uh, Have you done ad libbing? Yes. Crikey. You always make me nervous when you go off script. Yeah. Script, as you call it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> script. <laughs> yeah, I think in Red Dead series, um, it always does catch up with the characters of if they've done a bad thing, it's going to come back to haunt them. Because mm. he is a character who I was thinking maybe Dutch or Micah from the latest one or um, Agent Milton the, the sort of FBI agent in in that uh, in that version but he's I don't know Ross is pretty dirty he just like kidnapping Marston's family is like you wouldn't 
get that happen now and he's meant to be a member of the law but he's no more better than some of the people he's chasing is he really Do you know I quite like that bit you know where you I know it was a bit bolted on and the world didn't really change that much but when you grow up as Jack and then yeah you know, it, it did make it feel a little bit bigger than it was, didn't it? Yeah, you'd go and extract, and that was new for that type of game. You know, yeah, it could have ended there. Yeah, it could have easily ended there, but that yeah. sort of—is it an epilogue when you play it after, or a prologue? Like um, an epilogue afterwards. Yeah, I thought it was uh, just a nice little touch. Uh, up next, you better take this one. Yes, another naughty boy, the PlayStation Punk. Shout out for his birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, and he says, would you kindly consider my answer? I have a good one. Jack from Bioshock. Now we might argue he is a protagonist, but spoiler warning, the end makes you wonder. Would he have done what he did without the influence of those words? Saving or not, saving the little sisters, makes you question your morals. If my last answer is not valid, my other favourite is definitely GLaDOS, or Wheatley, at the end of Portal 2. Mm, nice submission great. there from the PlayStation Punk. He's off going to celebrate his birthday. I don't quite know how punks celebrate birthdays. Probably going to download a veil, desecrate the uh, village cross in some yeah. way, uh, pop some uh, party Johnny Rotten over eat it. your heart out. Johnny Rotten eat your heart out. Next up, Retro Collector Ray. Uh, he says, very brief, listen, if anybody says anything other than Revolver Ocelot, they're wrong. Winking with the tongue hanging out emoji <laughs> times three. They want the emojis read out, Tom. Yeah, okay, I'll remember. Well, um, the uh, a lot of the Metal Gear villains are really good. Psycho Mantis, I think he's an honourable mention for us. More for his like gameplay elements of like reading the memory card and sort of the breaking of the uh, fourth wall. You don't like game. that. You don't like that. You don't like the fourth wall being broken. Well, I don't know. Not on the show. Well, who's another next? Another pick of ours. Oh, this one's a bit of a. Weird choice. I'm going for the moon from Legend of Zelda. Oh, trust me. He gets more out there. Does it? Okay. (laughs) I'm pleased I've not read ahead. Uh, The moon from Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Uh, When you first emerge in Clock Town and the three-day countdown begins, you look up at the distant moon. Everything seems safe and secure in this quiet little town in the land of Termina. That is until the next day when the uh, moon is a little closer and you slowly realise things aren't as they seem. The moon is not a well-written antagonist nor a final boss but it represents the true constant fear of impending doom, casting shadow over the world in which you are playing. Its joker-like grin and evil intense eyes almost pleased with the destruction it's about to cause. Very menacing sight, isn't it? Very much. A little fact about that, though, is um, I never even saw this on my playthrough. When you defeat Majora's Mask in the end of the game, the, uh, the moon's gone. It's actually left behind a rainbow. I never realised that. Very, fact there. Very realistic. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there um, any rain that it can fire its rays off to cause this rainbow, or am I just reading way too much into No, this? I think you're reading too much into that. It's a shame. Yeah. I just remember looking up at it and thinking, oh, that's not great if that, that's absolutely going to destroy this uh, this world that you're playing as Lincoln. Um, yeah. Well, up next... A loyal member of the Unglorious Bar Stewards, and uh, Adam the Artist has been very busy this week getting caught up and getting loads of drawings out there of some of the loyalist fans who have served us for the longest, doing all the good things like sharing posts all over the place, left, right, and Chelsea. And as we said at the start of the show, you need to go out there 
not the start of the show, start of the feature. You need to go out there and ask people to listen to the show. You Just do. take a little bit of time out of your day to make sure your favourite podcast is getting the penetration it deserves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Finster Gamer. He says, you can see my top ten villains over at Downright Square. Laughing till he cries emoji. Gratuitous. That's, Sorry. That's his little site that he's got going on. And it's fantastic. Awesome. Yes. It's great. Very high production values. And Finster Gamer is an auteur and a half. He says, gratuitous plug aside, my top five are Sephiroth, Aichi Mishami, Giovanni from Pokemon, Frank Fontaine, and the number one spot goes to Albert Wesker. Such an arrogant insert expletive here, with his cool guy shades and slick back <laughs> hair. Plus, you know, he's a proper bad guy because he always wears black. Yeah, he's a good villain, he is. Another listener that would agree with that, and he's also been immortalised this week as the puppet master, Harvey Retro. He agrees with Finster the Game. He says, being a fan of cheesy action movies, one of my favourite bad guys is Albert Wesker from Resident Evil. He's incredibly cliche, which is what I like about him. He can never pretend to be a good guy in real life. He can't utter one word without sounding suspicious. <laughs> He's brilliant. In terms of serious ones, though, in contrast with the same franchise, the family of Resident Evil 7 are incredibly scary. I'm a big fan of the Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 1974 version, he says, and it was like being trapped in that movie with those guys. But the best bad guy for me is Pyramid Head. He freaked me out so much when I was younger, I was convinced I could hear his great knife screeched along the floor in the dead of night sometimes. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to hearing the show. Cheers, well, Harvey. Retrospectively, now you were looking forward to it, but as you hear this, you are now hearing this, which is very strange. I like to imagine it put a wry smile. <laughs> Maybe that raised eyebrow that he's so famous for in Stingray's boot. What do you reckon? Second only to The Rock, isn't he? I think Harvey Retro could probably uh, copyright that. I think so. Get some money back off uh, Dwayne. Yeah. Big Dwayne. Who's next? Uh, the Chronicles of a Gamer. Mm, what's he got to say? In my opinion, the greatest villain is Vast from Far Cry 3. I thought he was a phenomenal character all around and very well written. He's stuck with me even after all these years of finishing the game. I also like James Earl Cash from Manhunt because he is definitely is an evil person, but you also need to escape your situation. It's basically a game of who is the lesser evil, James or the director. Oh, such a clever... Such well, a clever idea, that game. I've never played either of those, but I've always heard people talk about Far Cry 3's villain as being really well-written and, and well-portrayed mm. in that. So, yeah. Far Cry Good 3. choices. Also out in the Wii, we found out the other week, which is yeah. hilarious, to say the <laughs> least. Up uh, next, it's one yeah. of our ones, isn't it? So, Officer okay. Tenpenny from GTA San Andreas, voiced by the immortal Sam Jackson, uh, a.k.a. Mace Windu, <laughs> aka. I think if you'd been, if you were, if your fame as it is now is quite high, and George Lucas was like, "Do you want to be in Star Wars?" You're like, "Only if I can pick my lightsaber color." Definitely. What color would your lightsaber be? It'd be like a whitey silver color. All right. Yeah. What color would mine be? Paragon Plus. It'd be blue, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sidetracked as ever. Right from the get-go, he's, he's in CJ, the hero of GTA San Andreas's face, hijacking him straight off the plane and immediately frames you possession of drug money, then dumps you right in the middle of hostile gang territory, interjecting during the story in a way that leads you deep into Tenpenny's corrupt world. After a gang fight with the ballers ends with Sweet being shot, Tenpenny arrests CJ and takes him into the mountains, 
From that point on, he orders him to murder anyone who would try to expose him, or he'll have Sweet be put in a ball of cell block. As the game unfolds, a riot starts in Los Santos, surely a homage to LA's riots in the 90s. In the finale, CJ tricks Tenpenny by shouting Sweet, a move that means CJ dodges a shotgun blast. <laughs> this end, it's like something out of a, out of a <laughs> horror movie. Tenpenny yeah. even tries to blow up CJ, but still CJ lives on, almost comedically, in retrospect. This then evolves to a shootout where Tenpenny escapes in a fire truck with you in chase, guns ablazing, which ends in a crash from a bridge, which Tenpenny crawls from mortally wounded. But still in a great turn by Sam Jackson, he, his act, he deplores his actions and said he would do it all over again. And you don't even deliver the killing blow, deciding on letting him bleed out. Brutal. Yes. No more than he deserves, so he was a rotten one. Well-written character. Very much. And and possibly, and I'm going out on a limb here because I know there was Fifty First State, and he was great in that. Or yeah. Not depending on I'm being ironic. Yeah. Uh, is Officer Tenpenny Sam Jackson's best work? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's up there. I it's think uh, the character he plays in Django is pretty good. Uh, I think his name's Stephen in that. If he just plays himself dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> For me, this is the only film where he doesn't quite just play himself. His yeah. next best work is Pulp Fiction, but mm. again, every work I see him <laughs> in, even in Star Wars, is almost a parody of himself. Pretty good in 187. I've not seen that. Yeah, it's quite good in that. He's like a school teacher in uh, downtown LA, I think it is. Probably channeling his Officer Tenpenny roots. I think uh, Officer Tenpenny is, is better than any of the GTA 5 villains by a long way he's got a real love to from the minute from the minute you bump into him or he bumps into you he's got your back up hasn't he yeah in the way he speaks to you he's very well written yeah it's a great script very good script (laughs) (laughs) well we've got a well, he's a long-time listener, but he's a first-time commenter. But he's listening right now. Say he new w- commenter, though. No, 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 no. Okay. He's listening. He's listening right now for this new listener. We ought to maybe save my hands and get that as a soundbite. But yeah, we're looking pretty. Ponsonbury. Rough. I don't know what it was you said you were going to buy Xbox and load of other stuff as you left today. So I think I'll just keep clapping. I'll put my hands through the okay. made-for-manual-labour hands that I've got. Uh, Johan Artwork. Oh, thought you were going to call him John or Joe. Or Joanne. Jo- Joanne. <laughs> Johan Artwork. Uh, pretty much the whole Foxhound crew from the original Metal Gear. From the original. <laughs> <laughs> from the original there, Metal I'm Gear. Sorry. From the original Metal Gear Solid. Each one was very quirky, over-the-top mad, yet you have all the heart personality and full of melodramatic trees uh, especially Liquid Snake is the perfect B-movie villain and I adored it mm-hmm. yeah I think that's thinking back um, like um, it's we, we meet uh, Revolver Ocelot in that game I think as well and yeah they're, they're all very like 90s action movie villains and the big guy I think Vulcan is it with the minigun and he has a tank um, I can't remember the name of the sniper, but I remember that being pretty cool. Uh, but like I say, Sniper Wolf, I think it is. Yeah, I think possibly. It is. I'm going to uh, put money on that. I just think, yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of like a, yeah, definitely a, an Arnie 90s film. 
where you've got these outlandish villains. Yeah, but they're even more outlandish than that, I find. Like, Psycho, you wouldn't see Psycho Mantis <laughs> in any film. Yeah, another one, yeah. In a Revolver Ocelot, you would catch him... I mean, there's people that look like it, but the way he acts, the way he speaks... Yeah. All the villains in that game are just ramped up craziness. And he loves it. it I is. do. It's great. Uh, we've got Comic Picture 79 next, with a very brief comment, but poignant... Arkham Joker, especially in Arkham Knight, best Joker portrayal ever. Enough said. That song and dance routine that he does, that's my favourite bit in all of those games. I think so. He's he's just he's awesome in all of those. I do think Knight is his best, even though spoilers, he's he's gone. Yeah. Um, he's still very much the forefront of the villain in that game. From Beyond the Grave. Mm. really well done Matt. and voiced by the excellent Mark Hamill as well yeah, great owns, voice work in that he owns that role he up next it. you've been talking a lot so well, I'm going to look like I'm going to talk for a little while okay. Patch is an official welcome back boys I was going to say Bowser they say but he's never succeeded in 35 years <laughs> Shepard in COD Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2 was a bit of a, a bar steward but who you couldn't wait to kill also Sin from Final Fantasy X a giant whale that just randomly blows up cities. That's inspired. Hugh. Nice. My next pick coming clean <laughs> out of left field. But the cam the in game camera in any game that predates dual analog sticks. Yeah. <laughs> the camera is one of the all time most devastating bad guys. That truly was out to get you. Still in its three D infancy, every game handled it differently and all of them had it in for you from the get go. Getting stuck on scenery, not looking at the action where you're the protagonist is knee-deep in bad guys, causing us to stop mid-platform to readjust so we can actually see. Surely this was the ultimate villain in all pre-2000 games. Be it LNR or even the face buttons, and then another button, this <laughs> villainous Naderwell was at the heart of many, many deaths, and one that is universal across all games and franchises. Yeah, we, I think we've all, every single one of us, has played a, a game that's had a terrible camera and rude the day we ever turned it on. Absolutely. Talking um, of bad guys that everyone loves to love, who's up next? We've got Retro Gamer Thomas. PCSO Kemp. Cell. Decouple the face mask. Let's hear his words. My favourite would have to be Lance Vance from GTA Vice City. I love that classic gangster storyline of partners working together and then greed taking over, which ends up with that fantastic conclusion to the game. I have so many great memories of playing that game with my housemates at the early hours of the morning. One of my all-time favourite games and definitely my favourite antagonist. Sorry if there were any spoilers to anyone who hasn't played it yet. Well, this whole section has been full of spoilers, but yeah. it's the bad guy one, so obviously spoilers all over the place. Absolutely. My next pick, Constantine Braco from Alpha Protocol 2010, voiced brilliantly by Matthew Yang King. To quote him, Tom, Imagine I'm doing a Russian accent because I probably can't <laughs> do it justice. You want to see my hands? They're right here on my funkin' guns. See what I did there? I did. In my opinion, though, it's broken and janky as all hell. Alpha Protocol is one amazing game. One day, I'd like to do a whole feature dedicated to Obsidian's spy thriller game, but I doubt Tom will let me. I've tried, <laughs> but it's probably too left field. Uh, though there is a whole feature on the production and development of this game waiting to be told. Cutting-edge documentary stuff, Tom. You know. Not yeah. this 
very wafer thin. <laughs> Best bad guys, worst bad guys. <laughs> anyway, Constantine Braco. The whole boss fight is just what you want if you love cheesy action. This is your guy. From the moment he arrives on stage via a lift in his mansion's own discotheque, wearing a purple suit, with turn up the radio by autograph playing through the speakers, he's a guy you love to hate. It may be the controls and the jank that elevate that difficulty here, but oh my, what rip-roaring fun level this is. Inspired after all, after the fall of the Berlin Wall by Americanism, hence his need to play turn up the radio as he tries to dispatch you, this guy didn't get anywhere near enough screen time and has lived in my memory ever since finishing the game. And to quote the great man himself, it's end credits then, let's go. That's what he says as you dispatch him. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Who's taking us to the bridge? Taking us to the bridge this week, it's Doogie McBain, mm. the, Mac, the creator of the McBain Australia. One of our winners of the best comment. He has, yeah. And that's when he that's when he immortalised the McBain Australia. It is. Who did he slap it on in the village? Some poor person, some defect. Wayne Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great meme the other day. I had this uh, the picture of Jericho doing the wars of Jericho. It's like. If you never put your wars, if you never put your brother in the wars of Jericho, is he? Are you even related? Wow! I love that. It's reminded me of uh, growing up. That's why I've got lower back issues. <laughs> uh, Doogie says, since I'm such a man child, I'm going to go for the Great Mighty Pooh from Conquers Bad Fur Day on the N64. As a young teen, when the game came out, I find that character hilarious. Not for singing turd with sweet corn for tea, <laughs> and you could defeat him by throwing toilet roll into his mouth before flushing him. Can't beat a bit of toilet here. Brilliant pick. Brilliant pick. Yeah. A nice light one to end on. Seeing Absolutely. As uh, Alpha Protocol. It's coming. I think maybe for the year special. We're not gonna do we're not gonna go we're not we're not gonna do any self indulgent We can't do that as we'll the do year a special. really hard documentary episode. <laughs> no news. Hard no, hitting. No no You can f- record this on your no own. No Farmerton none of it we'll just go straight in with some like ri- not even not even our music right we're not going to start with that I'll start with Panorama and then I'll go into a deconstruction of Alpha Protocol are you on for that? no okay well, save that for one of the one man shows when I have to take a uh, two week break hiatus. the Bahamas Mumsy the Bahamas Mumsy flies out to the Bahamas with you she lays you on <laughs> a sun lounger and she basically pours pets of honey and lemon onto your larynx and then she just gently massages your throat there just to make sure your sound over voice is absolutely <laughs> spot on <laughs> and the listeners will know that you once said it was sound over not voice over and long may that live in infamy I must make sure my, my sound over voice is perfect for when I do the Christmas Farmerton Foods episode Mumsy Yes. When is the Bahamas trip? Oh, uh, June sometime. You see, you're off to the Bahamas, and I'm going to Butlins in Bognor Regis with Lord Ponselbury because I get a discount because he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, no. Winding him up and down on that little lift in it's and very, out. Very, very high-profile work for me to do this, so I need to relax. The new listeners, they probably want to check out some of your fine audio soundovers, as you call them. Yeah. Voice. Farmerton Foods. Yeah. Um, when you had a little sniff at Kerry Katona's prawn ring. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, know dear. about that. You were a, what, second husband? Yeah. For a week? For a week, Las Vegas yeah. style? Yep. How did Shot that work out for you? 
Ah. Everyone wonders where all her money went. Yeah, I come out pretty well. I think. You did come yeah. out. Lionel lawyers. Did out from this podcast. <laughs> Lionel never lets me down. You he never. gets what I demand. You keep writing checks for the podcast, but they bounce, so I have to fund <laughs> it through my menial labour that I do. Handyman. Anyway, for, uh, Tom. Let's make. Let's clear the decks down. Yeah. Clear the scripts down, scripts that you're not using anymore. It's listener sting rate. When the big man makes a house call, you better be ready. These guys got in touch to show us their picks from pickups from Stingray's boot. You can too. How, how many weeks have I been saying that? And I've just made a mouthful of it. But anyway, you can that. too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us if you're too young to have social media and we'll read them out from the, uh, as we sometimes do. Anyway, questions at unofficialcontrollpodcast.com is the email. Tom? Who's first up in the boot of justice? It is OG Gamer. What have uh, got? 550. He's got Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon on the PS2. And he's also got a Celebrity Deathmatch on the PlayStation 2. I didn't even know they made a great... Uh, he says uh, another great PS2 fine. I didn't know they made a game of that. Any PS2 stuff's going to get popped from me. I love collecting for that console. He's also so got Smatter in the 360 stuff there. Yeah. Sega 360 was home to some big hitters, wasn't it? It was. Sega Junkie got himself um, WWF Raw on the Mega Drive. Hmm. He's also got yeah. the alternate box one as well. Yeah, I've not seen that before. Nice work, Sega Junkie. Super Retro Gaming got a very... God, that looks a pristine copy of Super Tennis, doesn't it? Look at sh- look at the sharpness of those edges. Look at the oh, presentation. Yeah, they've, they've not been gnawed on manual. by a dog or anything, have they? No. Cousin hasn't sat on that box and you know punched it wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of self-promotion, Unofficial Controller Podcast has got a picture of the immortalised Harvey Retro. Why is it Danny Plays in here? Obviously, they put hashtag Stingray's boot on the Danny Plays picture. What's she got? Well, she's no the game raider picture that was done by Adam the artist earlier. Oh right, so maybe it'll yeah, maybe make it next week. Um, sure that goes Harvey in. Retro, Unglorious Bastards Puppet Master, him being the horror fan. Yeah, uh, he's captured him so well there. And look at that little look at the strings there. It's beautiful piece of artwork. If you want to follow along at home, just uh, I know this is raising the eyebrow as well. I know. Go on Instagram, go and search, do hashtag Sting Race Boot, click recent and roll through, and you'll see it. Uh, Sega Junkie with another load of... Sp- There's the man himself, Harvey Retro, holding a copy of Candyman. Say his name, is it three times? Well, I wonder if he's in this week. Look at you, who? What, Candyman? Who's the guy we say three times every episode? Oh, he might be. What an absolute plonker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Comic pictures up next with a cyclist portrait. Of uh, Eddie Merckx, the legend. Awesome. That's nice, that is. Awesome picture, that. Welsh Game Hunter. Uh, got Mario and Yoshi. Welsh Game Hunter obviously listens, because to get round your multiple readout, he's done a slideshow for us. He's got Dungeons and Dragons, the DVD. Yes, yeah, so he's got Rogue One. People are wise, book. aren't they now? Very wise. Learning well done. tricks. Well done. Dungeons and Dragons, yes. Fantastic work, Welsh Game Hunter. Rogue One, a great Star Wars film. Right? Hail Tiamat, says Kravitz Steve. Mm, Crabbit Steve, I hope you're listening. You heard you just heard your name popped out. Who's the live likes this week, by the way? As soon as you made that uh, feature, is well, it look like next Love, up and we've got Radbash Gaming. Oh, Mad Max, Love, Leave or Lair. Is it too soon? Oh, too soon, too soon. Wait, too, too soon. Buy me time, buy me time. Yep. <laughs> uh, Radbash Gaming up next. The is Immortal. 
the Rabash Gaming. The myth, One, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. The actual trifecta of the Unglorious Bar Stewards. He is the chemical weapons expert. He is. We all love him in the group. You love him. I love him. He's one of the pivotal members. We couldn't even have a show, I don't think, without the... Been here since the OG days. Been here since the OG days, yes. Um, Sometimes so he even lets Tom's neck muscles have a break and he holds his bouffant for him. He does. He's uh, got we'll just give him a life like Agent J from the Men in Black. Everyone the get in there and like Radbash's uh, pump. I forgot. I even forgot the own name there. Pumpo Funk. Pumpo Funk. Of Agent J. Everyone give that a like. Well, Odders has let go of the wheel because he's up next. Odders UK has got Splathouse 2. Odders, Odders is gripping the wheel. That guy looks like Casey Jones on the box art. Oh, yeah. I think more, more aggressive Casey Jones. I think that Odders has took both hands off the wheel. Don't do this at home, listeners. Odders is a trained stunt driver, and he's driving with his knees while he's supping on... What's he supping on, Tom? What does Odders drink at the wheel? Um, a, He's like me. He mm. likes a glass of whiskey, but he doesn't go for Santori. <laughs> he's driving! Yeah, it's fine. One and drive, it's fine. <laughs> it's just a short. With a bit of ice, water it down. While he's driving? Yeah. That's illegal. He's a, he's a bit of a fan of... That's uh, illegal. It's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. He's a rela- he likes a relaxing drive while he listens to the podcast. Oh, how's the Mondeo working out from you? Have you had an update on that? He's upgraded to the Mondeo. Yeah. Gear X from memory. I think he's doing all right. What accessory has he bought for it? Uh, a Mad Max nitrous system. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case... The whiskey's taking a bit too much of a toll on him. He has to get to work a bit quicker. Maybe you can use that to outrun uh, Chronicles of a Gamer. <laughs> the highway man. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby's on his tail, going to just play a game of chicken with him. We'll see Why who wins next week. Interesting. Radbash Gaming, I know we said we don't do multiple readouts, but I'm going to have to mark up your very lovely Lost Boys poster. That's fantastic. Classic. Uh, is that 80s or 90s? Must be an 80s film. Ooh. I'm really curious to know whether that's Virgin on 1990. I wonder if it is 1990. Anyway, everyone get on. Give Radbash Gaming the like and a half. Another immortal fan of the show, Ozcat.tv. What's he got? He's been to the arcade. He's won enough tickets to buy something. And it wasn't Tootsie Rolls or Vampire Teeth. He's got Pac-Man Ball. Nice. Soccer Uh, Ball. Mega Retro Geek. They've got a right haul there of uh, 360 games and PS4, PS3. We've got Left 4 Dead, Gears of War Judgment, Duke Nukem Forever, a few DS games. Sonic Rush, I think that is. That was quite good. He's got that Telltale Batman, though. Yeah. You ever played that? You've been a big Batman fan? No, I haven't. I, don't, I just don't like their games. Not really a fan. Mm. 18 Platinum, well. you played Game of Thrones, yeah. Walking Dead. Press Start Bats Gaming is next with some Xbox originals for Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 4, and Underground 2. Pokemon Snap on the N64, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Mm. And Did you have that? You uh, have my br- that. No, my brother had that because it had the um, Game Boy Advance Link cable. You could do some stuff with that, I think. That's very cool. Um, Mario Golf, I had that on the Game Boy Color. It's really, I, I quite like that. But my Pixel. Yeah, looks like he's got some parts. I may have treated myself to a Game Boy Color all the way from Japan. Uh, my first go at importing direct, and to be honest, I'm not sure I'll bother again. <laughs> Oh, yeah. put me off with the customs and post office well, charges. Look who's next. Oh, 
Yes. It ain't a boot without him. Sharaban. Sharaban? Sharaban. Here he is. He's here. Emerging from the ground. Gradius collection. I've had to like his picture before it slices my yeah. throat. Uh, well, he's, he's, he's posted that from space again. Yes. He gets about, doesn't he, the voodoo warrior? Uh, Sega Junkies got NBA Action 95. We'll just, we'll just quickly mention, we're going to have a feature coming up. And a little bit of a little bit alpha of a protocol. No, no, no. That's one's for you. You can write that in your private time. <laughs> so we're going to do a British person's perspective because we have quite a few American listeners. We do from the good old USA. Our cousins from sunny America. I think we might have a few from South America as well. Um, we are going to take a British person's look at American sports franchises or sp- franchises, not franchises. American sports. Baseball. Are you all right? I'm okay. Baseball, NBA. You're definitely going to be keen to do the baseball. American football, ice hockey. And if you can class it as sport, WWF wrestling. So I'm writing everything in that apart from the wrestling. <laughs> you'll definitely. do. You'll, I can see it now. <laughs> I'll have pages and pages of in-depth facts about a Brit- an English person's perspective on American sports. And you'll sports uh, Sims. We're sports talking about Sims. the games. Yeah. And your bit will be no mercy. Who? It won't just be that, will it? It'll be like wandering down from the Titan from like the Mastodon of all WWE wrestling games. Blah 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 blah. The law. Slap on them at Bane Australia. No mercy. Who's taking us to the bridge, George? Oh, I don't know. It's Dugan McBain. He likes no mercy. Hmm. The future. <laughs> what is the best wrestling game of all time? We will get to that. We don't want to spoil it. The wrestling one might be separate. This is one. Of, this is one of the arguments I used to win retro versus modern. Do you, do you remember? He doesn't want to remember. Bash Gaming again. There he is. Far I think, Cry, PS4. I think skipping multiple readouts. Oh. We're down to Daddy Zilla. Daddy Zilla 80s cooking up a retro storm. But we can't see the degrees because he's got Pac-Man. Well, retro so, Collector Ray. He's got Castlevania on the NES. Oh, he has. Yes. Sorry for skipping that one out. Oh, say sorry now. I'm sorry now. Uh, he's uh, Daddy Zilla. He's got WWF Warzone on the PlayStation. That's where is Daddy Zilla? We haven't seen. Do we him. need to we send out an APB well. and all points bulletin to find out where he is? Where is he now? I'm concerned for his well-being. I'm sure he's doing okay. I hope the family's well and you're listening in. Uh, just drop us a line if you're okay. We love you, Daddy Zilla. Uh, we love you, Devin Zilla, Mummy Zilla, and Cameron. Retro Visions, more old, Wait. very old games. Slow down. You need to give Daddy Zilla his he's time. Had his, he's had his turn. No. He's had his turn. He's got Danger Mouse. He's got what you would argue is the best wrestling game of all time. <laughs> would I? WWF Warzone on the PS1. Activision's pile of tat. Retrovisions. It's not a Nickcomb. It's Tiger Vision. Matterhorn. Uh. Cartridge for some old Atari more promo next we've got Chronicles of a Gamer Farmerton Motorway Patrol good old Bobby's uh, Adam the Artist has really been smashing it out the park recently he's been absolutely fantastic the Barbrew Games is next he's got Epic hang on you need to to sing oh Barbrew Games you know I tickle my fancy don't you the longest most serious most loyalist fan of the show He's got a UMD, PSP, 
Valkyrie profile. And he's got the Yakuza remastered yes. collection. Yes, look at it, resplendent in all of its burgundy glory. I'm more keen <laughs> of that Wii U game he's got. Epic Mickey 2. Oh, I don't know, you're just so lowbrow. And we're that's the turn of the wheel. It is, because there's Daddy's Hill 138 degrees. That's how you melt an Xbox One game down. That's how you do it. Tom, that is all the dips in the boot. It is. For our listeners, don't forget to hashtag StingraceBoot or email us for your pickups to be read out. Now, because of Farmerton News, you've t- kind of took the wind out of the sails of what Ray's been up to this week. Oh, yes, he says. Oh, if, the, if the fans yes. do not like the Farmerton News Gazette, it will no longer be read they out. Please like let it. us know. Do they not? Okay, no. it's done, it's burnt, it's buried. Oh, God, you've done it that quick. I was yeah. only mucking about. Eye roll, throat chop, tombstone, par driver, pin. Tongue out? Tongue out. Is it yeah. that era? It is that era. <laughs> <laughs> One knee in the middle of the ring, someone in darkness power. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, bar coronavirus-related antics with his son Wayne, what is the immortal? Fresh off of that uh, GameCube lifting handle that he came up with last week, down selling them down at Market Town. What's the what's the mighty, the epicenter of all village law? What's the mighty Stingray been doing? He's been trying to knock out a few signed copies of uh, Mortal Kombat Shaolin monks from uh, my lockup I've got down in the village. Now, that game charted, so presumably you took Ponce's spare change and you went and bought nearly every copy. I did try and get I sales. I see sometimes in, in listeners Stingray get that a couple, <coughs> a couple of copies of that game made it into the wild. They must be very <laughs> rare games now. They are. <laughs> so, what you've also done, bizarrely, is by walling all those off, putting them in that warehouse that you've got, that lockup. Yeah. It's a quite a big lockup as well. It is. You've actually increased the price on the resale market of Mortal Kombat Charlotte Monks. There's only like three or four copies out there. There is, yeah. So that one that Mumsy, you gave to Mumsy, and she I took did. it down the charity shop. Mother's Day present. Yeah. You must love her. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what format did you get it? Because obviously it came out on PS2 and Xbox original. Xbox what? original, of course. Yeah. The better quality. Even though she had a PS2. Well, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I was living the high life on a... <laughs> Player got to play. Well, player got player got to play. It's either that or Beatles rock band. I don't know which. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a mumsy present. That one. No, it's well, more for the, the loyal listeners, it's more for the ladies. It is one for the ladies. The loyal listeners will know to bring the antibacterial wipes, not because of coronavirus, <laughs> but because uh, Tom used to woo the ladies by bringing them back and making them play Beatles rock band. I did. Hours on end. Hours on end. So that's what Wayne's been doing. Is it it Sting's, is, yeah. Sting's yeah. been doing Knocking that. Knocking out a few signed copies by me of Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. If any listeners want to send us their copy of Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks for Tom to sign. Feel free. Feel free, yeah. Get in touch with us. Send us a DM. We'll make yeah. it happen. Are what? you going to sign that? Do you want any little drawings on the front? Yeah. i tell you one thing. Kano on the front or uh, Liu Kang. Mr. Mystery is going to end up with one of your little... Goro. We're going to sign a bit of script for him. Yeah. He's a very lucky boy, isn't he? He is, yeah. Anyway, Tom, I hear at the bottom of the drive a screech. 
It's time for a peek at what we affectionately call Stingray's Big Watch setup between some can-fit nappies and a dodgy coffee battle friend all this week. So these are the new release highlights for this week, 2nd of March to March 8th, 2020. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region dependent. There's one for the listeners here, Tom. He's stopped, popped, and he's got a backy cigarette roll. Pop, dropped, and wall. Ready, whop, and wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's stood menacingly at the back. He's of getting the impatient and he's that nonsense. And he. It's a slim looking boot this week, isn't it? Well, for that, for content's sake, you'd better pick out a couple of VHSs yeah. and you better shout out what your mummy mummy is as well. Oh, mate. One, two, three, or four. <laughs> two. Okay. I'm going to go with one. This is my mummy mummy. I'll lead in. Fourth generation warfare on the PC for all the loyal PC listeners. Out March 5th. Fourth generation warfare simulates warfare in the 21st century, which, in addition to the direct opposition of military forces, now includes espionage, international politics cyber warfare media manipulation and trade wars uh, my pick up next uh, murder by numbers on the switch march 5th and pc march 6th switch, switch. switch one day exclusive you know <laughs> if you're a big fan of murder by numbers you better trot off and get yourself a switch so you can get this 24 hour exclusive tom what what is this what solve is this pixel about? puzzles to find clues use those clues to interrogate witnesses Work your way to the truth and uncover the mystery of murder by number. Mm. Yeah, intriguing. Up next, Wonderling. PC Switch March 5th. In Wonderling, you're not a hero, but a low-level video game goon who's just unlocked the power to jump. Chase down the hero across beautiful scrolling levels and show him who's the real... I wish I'd have gone for that, man. ...boss. Never mind. A lot of Switch games, it's almost like... It, definitely the Wii, isn't it? becoming the way like, I was going to get to this I was going to say this as me and young um, James work experience boy oh yes we'll yes. Put in, oh, yes, 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 yes 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 he has a switch <laughs> as we were putting the script together while you were I don't know what you were doing something with your bouffant maybe you are doing yeah. a sound over for Farmers and Foods fiddling with that prawn ring never go back I was for first gear well, you've been on for voiceover for soundovers. Soundovers. In in the industry, we call them soundovers. Harkson uh, <laughs> and Clammond weren't <laughs> there, but me and Tresemme were knocking it out of the park. Tresemme. Tresemme. Yeah. Wow. Harkson, Clammond, and Tresemme. But you were just. Are you like the? What do you do? Do you do the links or? Yeah, I, I do like the trailer work. So when they promo with the up and coming show I do all the promo for sound overs for that oh, got any adverts in the in the, in the wings Pool. Um, yes what yeah what you got coming what spark you... plug advert Ooh, for, 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 for American oh American advert or something no no it's uh, it's debuting in Poland so. <laughs> do you speak Polish no, but uh, that's what the translator's for. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you do a sound over, as you call yeah. it, and then a guy with a Polish accent does it again. Does it again? They don't mention his name. If they put my name on it, they know the spark plugs will sell well. 
because of my work on first gear they think I'm a bit of a car bit of a petrol head right but around the village I'm known as more of a meth head to be honest <laughs> I don't think that's appropriate we better move on next up Pokemon Mystery Dungeon we go from meth to Pokemon easy as that uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon <laughs> Rescue Team DX available on the Switch March 6th oh, wow. become a Pokemon and build your rescue team from the likes of Pikachu Eevee and Charmander to save the world through the ever changing Mystery Dungeons get ready to explore a beautiful reimagined world in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX for Nintendo Switch a remake of the original Nintendo DS and Game Boy Advance game mm. slim pickings in the boot now what's your VHS pick out of the boot oh, this mate, week you put me on the spot oh sorry um how can I put you on the spot where every week we have a VHS pick your idea not mine last week you plumbed the barrel you got the gold copy of episode one out <laughs> I've got that by the way have you yeah I've got it uh, I'm trying I always try and think of old VHS's that I used to like we used to get as kids I don't know if you've had it I don't know if you've had it out of the boot Karate Kid Part 2 is my choice oh I thought you were going to reach for that copy of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves Oh, we've done that, surely. Have we? It's, yeah, it's been rented more times than... Uh, than uh, Do you know what I used to find quite funny? Because I was... A, obviously, I grew up with Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm a slightly bigger boy than you. Yeah. And when... And when... <laughs> when Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves came out... Yeah. <laughs> his den was quite blatantly just the Ewok village. <laughs> Oh, and the Kenner toy line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even bother to change a single thing. <laughs> I, I bet, I bet, oh, mate. I bet there's copies out there where in the box you open up the box and you're like, where's where's Kevin Costner and buddy Morgan Freeman? And you've got, like, Wicket and some other Ewok in there. Hmm. I don't, <laughs> I don't think the factory put these out right. That was very naughty, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure that's happened with a lot of things. What is it with those action figures from that era as well? Everyone's on like the roids, like pumped. He looks pumped in that right toy <laughs> range as well, doesn't yeah. he? Oh, right, in the toy range, yeah. I yeah. thought you meant the film. No, he's It's like Costner's more of like an every hero, isn't he? He just looks like a normal guy. Oh, I don't know. He's a dashing, handsome man. Oh, yeah, he's handsome, isn't he? But he's like... <laughs> Look at uh, two men. Yeah, he's a very handsome man. Yeah, but he's not like, he's not like a, a roid monster like... Schwarzenegger or Stallone so what's my pick what are you going for put me on the spot now I'm going to go with inspired by uh, Harvey Retro he posted up a picture of the Rocketeer and I told him great oh, yeah. film good yeah. film and when I was growing up I liked Rocketeer I also liked the remake or the reimagining of Biggles Adventure in Time great movie and it's got a great opening song as well. So Is that a Disney film? Mm, it's a bit too hard edge for Disney. I wouldn't like to say. I didn't know whether because Rocketeer is, isn't it? It might be actually, yeah. yeah. But I, I tell you, Rocketeer is awesome. Yeah. Biggles is a little bit lighter on budget, but uh, <laughs> still great. We're we talking Battle for Endor slash Star Wars: A New Hope difference of budget, or <laughs> compared to Rocketeer. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, oh, wa- by the way, I watched it not so long ago, and some of the scenes were a bit ropey dope. But you know, it's forgivable. We have some big time like 
developer listeners. So Dice, if you're listening, give me some Battlefriend or DLC for Battlefront 2. That would make my year. It's so good. Don't bother cranking that out until our other big time developer listeners have cranked me out Waterworld by Christmas. Okay. I get Whichever one happens before Christmas wins a prize. Out of me and you. Yeah. The other one buys the other one a copy of said thing. Yeah. So I get you the DLC or you get me the game. Deal. Oof. I suppose it's that time of the week. Uh, time of the... Not time of the week. Time in the show where I actually... you say it was that time of the month? <laughs> well, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I better ask you what you're hoping to play this week. No, I ask you what you're hoping to play. I was play. being polite. I was trying to get it in first. Oh, okay. Well, you did. What are you going to play then? Hmm... Well, I want to double down. I want to get Mad Maxed. Done. I want to throw chop in the middle of the ring, tongue out there, all that thing. Yeah. Get it done. I think it's time to get it posted up and uh, the man who finishes game t-shirt adorning my chest. Still haven't even got myself one of those. We should get one, shouldn't we, really? Yes. Annoyed boys. Well, you're not allowed one. Am I not? No. Okay. Whenever you select one, it's going to come the man who doesn't finish games. The man who finishes some games. The man who I finishes some that. games. Yeah. Asterix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a load of different exclusions on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Just with percentages finished. Yes. That's yeah. acceptable. Uh, and then I was going to... Because it's it's a bit sparse, I'm going to just keep wading through my wall of games. And I'm not quite sure what I want to try next. I want to try something a bit left field. I want to go back... I might try Resistance 2 because I've not played the Resistance trilogy. I wish you'd finish Mass Effect 2 or just finish the trilogy. It's kind of like uh, it's become a bone of contention between us now. Mm. I like the tension that it brings. The debate. The debate. Yeah. Okay. To be honest, maybe I should wade into that. I just I want something a bit more action. Not that Mad Max isn't actiony, but I just want something a bit more sort of disengaged. Okay. Something a bit fast and loose. I want after Mad Max. Are you going to be picking up anything new over the next month? Like new release-wise or anything on the horizon? That piques your interest. No, not really. Have you played the Doom reboot? No. Shame it's good. good I'm the retro guy. I'm the guy who provides catalogues okay, of information okay. and then plays the odd new title. You're the, you're the cutting edge guy. Okay. You're the I industry like insider dude. That means more budget of the sh- from the show goes on new games for me. That's right. Can't ask for any more. Well, I've speaking to the I've speaking to the uh, publisher of our artwork and, uh, you know, media, and they're gonna they're gonna increase your name by one more font size. Fair play. What are you going to be playing? Again, like you, some more Mad Max. Uh, are you going to stick with it? Yeah, I think so. Can you see yourself seeing that through? It depends if I can get it done before Doom comes out. When's Doom out? 20th. Couple mm. of weeks. Yeah, you should be able to. Yeah. Don't, di- don't dilly-dally in reducing threat I am, areas unless you I have to. made a decision when the two bigger tiles coming out that I really want, or maybe three... Final Fantasy 7 Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima mm. I'm going to ban the online playing no honestly because otherwise the audio podcast I'm doing the Pinocchio nose <laughs> <laughs> no otherwise it takes up a lot of time 
and I do enjoy it. I, I what about when your sort of hokey cokey mates like, oh, I've got to get on Overwatch, mate. Oh, I've got to go. Oh, please let me play a little bit of Overwatch. Every time I look what you're playing, oh, Overwatch. Oh, George, I love a bit of Overwatch. I do. It's hard not to play online shooters sometimes because they'll just pick them up, have a couple of games, and done. It's good fun. Overwatch is not fun. Oh, it is. If die, back to the start. Die, back to the start. Die, oh, back to the start. So it's clumsily hammer around on the shoulder buttons. Tsh, wall, shotgun. What is it? I'm not killing people. What am I doing? I'm healing them. Why? What's going on? Heal guy, heal guy. What? Shoot, death, kill, back to the start. That's that game summed up. That's its gameplay loop. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, no, prove me I'm wrong. I don't know why I like it so much. Just really clicked with me. Anyway, I've talked about it. Do you know why I think you like it so much? Why? Because even though it's lacking lacking anything of (laughs) fibre, it's got a lot of lore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said it. I think you're right. What about Battlefield 2? Why don't for me? Yeah, because we're in this we're in this lull in the window of games. Yeah. Why don't for me? Why don't you play the story mode and tell me? Where no, 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 no. I don't want. You that. say eight hours. That's not what I bought it for. I ain't got those eight hours. I'd, be, I'd rather put those eight hours into Mad Max. I'd so r- I really want to know if I should pick it up for the story. No, pick it up so you can play online with me. Uh, no, I'm not playing online. It's just a bit of fun. It's not. It is. It's a savage waste of my time. It's not, please. There's please. nothing in there rewarding for me. There's no story, there's no character development. Randomly Luke Skywalker appears, or is it Darth Maul? Who even knows or cares? When you're running with all your teammates, all the stormtroopers running into battle and it's all kicking you know off, that it's bit so that good. You, you know that bit that you talk about that's really, really good? Yeah. There's a game that came out that had that in, and it was like, Knights together! Oh, not this The again. Order, okay? <laughs> a game that you would... You, you do realise if the rumours are true and Order uh, gets a sequel for PS5, I'm going to be telling you, yeah, yeah, it's the best game ever made, mate. I've played it. I've played it. I was there day one. Galahad yeah, right from yeah. the get-go. Yeah, I love it. That'll be me. Got the collector's Mainstream. edition with a little file. But anyway, that that's probably me for what I'm going to be playing this week. Nothing else I can think of. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's time to throat chop the show. That's all we have time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time. Look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. See you, mate.